episode of Willits Pod is brought to you by alabamatrucknuts.com. It's very difficult to come up with a tagline for alabamatrucknuts.com because it's alabamatrucknuts.com, which is already quite intriguing. So we'll just say alabamatrucknuts.com again. That's alabamatrucknuts.com, baby. That is the sound of a cold, Wait. refreshing, delicious, the classic Arizona Bessie. iced tea. <gasps> I, I have water. I would have I waited to open mine. I have rhubarb and strawberry soda. Bougie. Oh. Okay, this I have is an a fully beverage orange, pot. Orangeade fruit juice cocktail. Mm. Uh, I've got the green tea, ginseng, and honey, my personal go-to. Um... And flowers of bloom as they are uh, starting to be here in New York City, where we have uh, two Willis Pod uh, first timers, as it were. Although uh, I will start with the first first timer since we were just talking. Um, Laura is here from the internet. She's got the uh, the rhubarb uh, concoction going on, which is delightful. Um, Laura, you are here from the internet. Um, I'm Jesse from the internet. Addie's here from the internet. Roger's here from the internet. Uh, we'll, we'll get to, to them in just a moment. But Laura, you, you were saying that you go back and forth on how to pronounce your last name. Right. And this has only like come to my attention in the last few years uh, when I've been doing some SNY stuff. And they'll be like, oh, how do you say it? Albanese or Albanese? And I'll just completely blank because my family says it Albanese because they're all Italian. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, just there, I'm like, I look like an idiot. I can't even pronounce my last name. And they're trying to, they're going to ask me questions about things. This is not good. That was, That's uh, fantastic. That was the question that I was gearing towards. It was like, do people in your own family pronounce it differently? Like, yeah, sure I, I, yeah, they're just, they go, well, the, 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 the Albanese. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you know that if there's any, you know, network that would respect the hell out of that, though, it's SNY. Oh, absolutely. But like, I had to tell him, no, no, don't try the Italian way. Don't, don't even worry about it. <laughs> uh, also here with a pronounceable uh, last name. Um, I don't know. I've always How do you pronounce it, Jesse? How do you pronounce it? I pronounce it Cormier. Well, you pronounce it correctly. Good job. Uh, I'm, because <laughs> I am a real, uh, Right. Enthusiast of pronouncing people's names correctly. Right. I'm more of a Lance Corbier kind of guy, but, you know, to go old school. Yeah. Um, uh, if you no, were. Uh, go ahead. No, I was going to say that, um, you know, growing up, if I tell, I would tell my classmates, it's like Mark Messier, Cormier Messier. And that, that's how they would remember how to pronounce it. You know, for, for me being. Um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say I'm the oldest one here, looking at the three of you guys with your young, vibrant faces. The lightning um, guys. And also knowing you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for, for me, it was uh, because Real Cormier was hitting Major League Baseball uh, right at that time of peak baseball card collecting. Uh, my right. friends and I were all obsessed with uh, not only Real Cormier, but his, uh, his non-existent brother, Fake Cormier. Um, okay, <laughs> I was I was unaware. He uh, Real passed away unfortunately a few years oh, ago. No, yeah, yeah, that sucks. 
Yeah. Uh, this is a great okay, way to start the podcast. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. So Rod is here. Uh, you yeah. hear his voice. You, you hear his voice, I think, more than anybody else on the entirety. Well, no, that's not true because I fucking talk a lot and these shows are longer. Um, you hear Roger on the most episodes by quantity of. of yes, certainly not quality, but quantity, e, yes. Uh, as We Can Pot It Out is. Uh, <laughs> is the, the, been the main driver of Will It's Ten for the last uh, several months since the uh, crashing down that we all experienced in October. Um, and I, I want to say my great appreciation for that, um, first of all, and, and that you know, it's a it's a cool show. You should listen to it. It's very easy and convenient. It's, it's on the feed that you're already subscribing to if you're listening to this. If you're not subscribing, subscribe to Will It's Pod. Uh, rate us, review us. Give us five stars. If you give us four, I finally believe that you are a hater, is how Bomani Jones uh, says it on his podcast. And I have never had any kind of um, ability to ask for um, ratings because it scares the hell out of me um, to ask other people for validation. Um, so, Addy, I, I will take the Arizona uh, fruit juice cocktail that you are enjoying as a validation of how tasty uh, Arizona is. And... Uh, Again, they are not a sponsor of this show, as you know, uh, today. They're uh, always a sponsor of, of me personally, um, unofficially, of course, because uh, I just I give 99 cents to the board. I give a dollar to the bodega guy, and they keep the penny. Where was I? Addie, how are you? I'm good. I've never had the orangeade one before. It wouldn't be my first choice, but they were sold out of the mango one that I really like didn't want the green tea because after hours I like to sleep. Unlike Jesse. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm pretty good though. Um, I'm ready for some baseball. Yeah. It's going to start on, um, by the time you hear this, I think baseball probably already started in the early. This is going to go up this Thursday morning. We'll, we'll see. Maybe we'll go up Thursday morning. I don't know. But you might not hear it till after. Either way, hopefully you're hearing this before the Mets home opener, which is um, Monday. That- no, I think it's next Thursday. Thursday. Next Thursday. Because they, they play in Milwaukee after Miami. After Miami, they go. Which makes what no is, sense. What a <laughs> oh. stupid way to start. Yeah. That's right. We, we talked about how it's weird. We talked uh, last week or last week in real time about how weird it is that the Mets are going to Milwaukee at the beginning of the season because that usually is, uh, it, at least it feels like it's usually um, a trip that they make in the middle of August when you are just great. The fucking Brewers are still in the National League? How is this still happening? Well, no, I look forward to Steve Gelbs talking about the Brewers logo. That was his big, uh, he went viral for that a few years ago. Oh my God, and, he was uh, so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows this. I, yes, some people didn't apparently, and uh, I don't know. I pretended for him that I didn't know, but that was big of you. That's, that's, that's yes, a thank you, thank you. Appreciate it. Next KCB cartoon. Today's thirty thousand. Um, no, maybe they're just knocking off the M's for the cities: Miami, Milwaukee. You know, I don't know. The I, I, explanation. The I've schedule got. maker used to be uh, this couple, this married couple, I think. And then they, a few years ago, that that all went away. Um, 
You can they look that up, kids. Google it. You know what? Messy. I actually think should have I... been able to split it that one of them did the American, the other did the national. Maybe they divorced. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I want to read that story. Okay. <laughs> one one goat gets the American League, one the National League, and then all the interleague stuff really screwed everything up. There you go. There's a good. That's a good enough story. It's probably a made up story, but no, it sounds good. To me. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna yeah. put it in an article. You just wait. All right. Cool. <laughs> I look forward to it. So I, I bought this book, this random book. Sorry. This is just, I'm going to have to, I really should have let you move on because I'm still looking for this. I bought this random book called the baseball book of why. And I was looking, it's like, it's like these, like, it's exactly what it sounds like. Um, And one of the chapters I saw yesterday was like, why does a random professor make all of the major league baseball schedules? And I was going to pull it up. It was going to like whip it out. It was going to be really great, but I still can't find that chapter. And I wish I hadn't started this and I wish I would have let Chelsea move on. Well, I hope that that book has something on how they mud up the baseballs um, with their mud from the Delaware river, um, which is something that you will not find, nor will you find Arizona iced tea. And, and as I was saying at the start of the show, this is a rare uh, episode of Willis Pod where uh, this is the Eastern time zone only. Uh, all those Central and Pacificers are uh, out there, yeah, I guess, enjoying, enjoying light still <laughs> as we chatted up here in the dark. And the reason for that is uh, Laura's particular... Um, I'm, I'm not going to sell you short here because I've, I've no, said this. Um, well you're a tremendous slouch um wow i'm just coasting through life (laughs) yeah um no i i said this so i you know uh particularly because i live with somebody who has um approximately zero interest in sports uh a a little bit more than that not certainly not a person who says sports ball or anything like that but doesn't give a shit and uh, has taught me in that way to uh, be a little bit healthier in my life about um, my relationship with sports. Uh, when somebody looks at you like you're absolutely out of your mind because you are uh, fumingly depressed over um, some idiots in pajamas who you wouldn't care about in any other walk of life, uh, it, you know, <laughs> it's helpful. Um, so we, we are all here, though. And the way that I described Laura was... Um, she is, for my money, the best general assignment uh, sports reporter in New York City. You can you can take Laura, and I'm sorry to say this to your face. I don't know how you feel about it. Um, I'm trying yeah. to actually actively dive under the couch. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Can't um, confirm. But uh, <laughs> so Laura, Laura writes for Newsday, and like seriously, she like you can put her in any arena, any sporting event, and and she'll. Bringing you home a fucking banger of a story. Um, mm, banger is a bit pushing it, but I, I appreciate it. That's very kind of you. Yeah, you're really versatile. Like, you don't know each day what you're going to tweet about, what sport, you know? It's always a, a, I don't know where I am half the time, so it really works out great. <laughs> <laughs> but what you do know is uh, that you will, you will be tweeting about food. Um, and this is something that I am. I was so happy to see the way that you described this the other day, um, and it was what really sparked me to say, "All right, this is the time that we ask Laura to be on the show." 
um, <laughs> that you have you, you wrote that you've carved out a niche for yourself as like the stadium food beat reporter for New York City, and as somebody who went through college and gave myself an unofficial sports major by doing things like writing my Scandinavian history paper on Matt Sundin's cultural impact in Canada as captain of Toronto Maple Leafs, which is very important. Yes. Um, and, and really what that meant to Canadian culture as well. Um, I, I appreciate the hell out of this uh, because it is not easy to find what it's not easy to first of all, find what you want to be doing and then to actually be like, I'm going to do this, even though there's not really necessarily a hole for that. Um, and, and you've gone out here and done it. And I want to talk food because uh, I always, and I was lampooned for this on a previous episode, um, I walk in, opening day, first thing I do, hot dog, beer, uh, the basics. It is baseball season again. Uh, those dastardly Chicagoans all were like, um, that's my imitation of them. They will not appreciate it. Um, before they will, I don't know. It was just me. Uh, nobody's gonna care. Um, food after the hot dog and beer, though, there is still plenty of food to be had, and perhaps my hot dog and beer uh, habit, tradition, whatever, owes to the fact that I grew up uh, at Shea Stadium and the real Yankee Stadium, uh, eating. You're rolling your eyes. I know I was born after 1973, but it's still the real footprint place where they should have. Yeah, it's jerks. No, I mean, even Yankee fans don't like the new Yankee Stadium for the ones I've I've talked to. So, I mean, you know. So. Yeah, uh, Jesse, as do you a want me to name names? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm a very generous person. I even talk to Yankees fans. Yes, it's it's true. No, uh, I don't know. They're, they're friends I grew up with uh, that I played baseball with um, that, you know, I could tell the real Yankee fans they were fans before. They won all the championships in the in the late 90s. They remember Andy Hawkins throwing a no-hitter and losing 4 nothing. That's, you know, that's, that's how I know they're legit. And they they all said they prefer the old stadium. And they, they grudgingly admit that City Field is better. And it hurts them inside when they say it, but. Uh, I really appreciate it. I I don't know about the food though. Uh, they haven't really well, talked about the Yankee food. Stadium food up to this point. Actually, the stuff is good that they reintroduced has been really terrible. Like oh. I, I like to get my ballpark sushi because it's I I need some semblance of health. So last year I went because it was an old staple at Yankee Stadium, and it was just like all rice and it was falling apart and I'm just so mad and it ruined my baseball season and it's oh. exaggerating. That's that's like that's really the most depressing dark. sounding sushi I've ever heard. Yeah. Like, why? Just the rice falling. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. Can we get good sushi around here? Just yeah, the worst. I, my go to for years for Yankee Stadium has been that pizzeria on River Avenue uh down to the Across from where the old bleachers would have been at the real stadium. Um, <laughs> it's going to be my bit, just getting increasingly madder about the existence of a stupid ballpark. Uh, might as well. I should have put a roof on it. Should have put a roof on City Field, too. Um, I'm going to spend all that money. And, 
Well, now we'll have some rain delays to eat some food, though, uh, because these games are going to be so damn short that mm. uh, you don't have time. And, and this is why it's important that we talk about the food and go in with a game plan, because uh, you're only going to have like uh, like 45 minutes or so until a, a Major League Baseball game is, is over these days. Is that, is that what we're estimating? No. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I am hoping for some sub three hour games. There were... I was there at the stadium for some of these things. And, you know, you get there three and a half hours before first pitch and game itself is four hours long. And then nobody comes out of their lockers to their lockers. And it's just like, what, what are my life choices? That. Yeah. That's go work a, go work a 12 hour day. And six of those hours, you will be standing still. Speaking to absolutely no one. No one watching, watching the ESPN two bottom line. I'm one of those freaks that is like, I love a four-hour baseball game. But I watch baseball, like, you know, in my bed, in my pajamas, like, stoned, eating candy, you know? Like, so I just hearing you describe that, I I just had a moment of realizing it's actually terrible for workers <laughs> in baseball. <laughs> I, I I absolutely love my job, but man, that open air Yankee Stadium press box in April—it is so oh. cold with the wind just whipping at your face all night. That sounds that, horrible, man. That might be the dumbest thing that the Baseball Writers Association ever did. Which I is hate it. Why? Saying, saying a lot, like it's New York, people. It's cold. Yeah. <laughs> and the the Yankees actually asked. They did. Like, a rare thing. The Yankees were like, hey, do you guys uh, want windows or no windows in the press box? And the Baseball Writers Association said, no windows. And it's just like it's ridiculous. It's like I'm using my laptop as a flotation device every time there's a rain delay because the thing just whips in the water. That, uh, wow. Yeah, this, is really, this is really eye-opening and saddening. No, I it's mean, a great job. It's a great job. I'm just being annoying for this one thing. <laughs> it's just, it's can't stand it it's it's okay i quit <laughs> that's true you <laughs> i got out that one <laughs> i'm gonna relearn how to love sports again <laughs> that's i mean that's that's why i'm here uh, <laughs> no, I, 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 I think uh it's it's gone too far the games were way too long you know i it's, it's still weird to me that there's a clock in baseball uh, like once in a while, a four-hour game is fun, but it yeah. felt like every night it w- for a while it was four hours long, uh, even if guys, it wasn't. What do you so. guys think of Max Scherzer's proposal that the umpire should be able to just turn off the clock if the players ask? Anything where the umpires get more power seems like a terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys see the way that JT Realmuto got ejected in spring training, like. Yeah. My- my boyfriend just texted me that. This is crazy. Uh, do you have it up? Can you? Uh, yeah. Do you, this? I, do you want me to? Okay. All right. Please so do, it's it's so silly. Okay. So um, I'll play, I'll play the video. Okay. So he throw. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so the umpire, Randy Rosenberg, goes to 
throw a ball. Like, it's behind JT Real Muto. And he, like, goes to throw. He, Real Muto is, like, reaching back for a new ball. The umpire throws it forward, which Real Muto misses. And the umpire just, like, immediately ejects him. <laughs> He's, like, really upset by it. It's, I guess, he... He just immediately ejects him. It's really crazy to watch. That's uh, really unreal. That's everything. Well, That's the whole thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I've never heard of Randy Rosenberg until now, and maybe that's why Randy Rosenberg did that because he has to make a name wow. for himself. Or something. Everybody knows Randy Rosenberg. Double Wait, R, okay. baby. Wait, is umpire <laughs> scorecards going to come back? Or are, because they were talking about how they were worried with all the changes that Elon was making that they wouldn't be able to sustain it. And I loved umpire scorecards. Like, I watched it every morning like a train wreck. I mean, by, by the time anybody hears this, is how is Twitter going to be just in general? I think... I uh, yeah, Twitter... Check. That's fine. Twitter is... Uh, I'm gone. Twitter is too evil to die, I think. So. Yeah, but it can mutate into a more diabolical. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I kind of feel like it just like it's never gonna die. Like it's just gonna like sit there, like getting worse every day forever, which is like worse, you know? Yeah, I mean, it was already doing that before, but yeah, it's a different kind of fair. worse. It's it's wow. a different kind. But I'm talking to p- three people who have blue check marks, and I don't, so I I can't relate to you guys. You Only know? for three more well, days, or whatever it is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I just got my alert today that it's going away. So don't worry. Oh. You'll be just like us, Roger. Woo-hoo, finally. And, and yeah. certainly verified on our Discord. Uh, which, oh. is, which is going to be popping once again. Now the oh my gosh. Gonna, uh, so many new friends. Be able to sustain it. By, by the time that you've heard this, we've passed the... Uh, no, no, we haven't. I don't know. When are you going to hear this? Mystery. You're hearing it now in your ears while we're talking. Roger, can this you is, fast forward on this for me for a moment, please? This is timey wimey Jeremy Baramy stuff. You I know. was going more spaceballs, but yeah. That, no, that was Spaceballs, The Good Place, and Doctor Who all in one. That's right. There we go, I got it. All right. <laughs> up opposite order, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> Real nerd shit happening. So I guess here. yeah. If there's no Twitter, I will live tweet on the Discord. I guess I don't know because I don't know what else to do during bet games besides live tweet like a maniac. Um, it's a compulsion at this point. So, what are you going to do if um, at some point this season my silly ass gets on TV? What am I going to do? Um, I'll say, hey, I know that guy. <laughs> I did a, I did a, I did a podcast with him once, and then my cat will say, "Who cares?" Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll be nice. I'm a nice person. I don't know. That is true. You're nice enough to continue doing this into a second season, and that is uh, greatly appreciated. And as we start that second season, um, this is what I'm talking about. That. Um, uh, I lose my train of thought and then also go off on tangents. So it's a real, it's a real good show that we have going here, uh, which is why I have uh, brought such a, a renowned expert, um, Laura. What after after that uh, hot dog and beer? Mm-hmm. What should I go eat? So City Field, 
I really loved the empanadas from Empanada Mama. I thought those are sick. Um, actually, let me. Br- I'm going to bring up the email that they sent me with all the new stuff because I'm going to forget something, and I wouldn't. I don't want to do that to you. Um, that that was terrible. That was terrible. I liked Emma's torch. If you have any vegan friends, I, I had their hummus wrap, and it was legitimately great. Um, Takumi taco, um, spicy tuna taco with kind of like a crispy shell, which was great. Um, and then, uh, oh yeah, Chitty's cheese sticks. So they got a new cheesesteak spot and Chitty's is from Long Island. So as Newsday, uh, the representative from Newsday, I must shout out the, the Long Island contingent. So all that stuff was awesome. You know, they have these like kind of gross concoctions uh, where it was just like a donut on top of like a shake with popcorn and that uh, don't fall for it. It was just so disgustingly sweet. I could barely eat it. Um, I have a question for you, which is how do you feel about the Momofuku spicy sandwich situation? Is that still at City Field? It's still at City Field. You know, it's like it's meh for me. Like when you have Jacob's Pickles, which I feel has a better fried chicken option, like I'm I'm not going to go for Fuku. Um, Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, it it was okay. You know, it, it didn't blow me out of the water. Um, and if, if you feel, if you're feeling like super adventurous or super hungry, they have made the first fried chicken in a donut sandwich I've ever tasted. That was actually what? Good. Oh yeah. Oh, it is a glazed donut with like this gigantic, like maybe the size of three quarters of my forearm fried chicken. Um, and I thought it was going to be gross and way too sweet. And I took a bite, uh, and I was like, this is incredible. Will I ever order it while I'm working? Probably not, because I'm going to get fingerprints all over everything. It is hugely messy, but it was so good. Um, and yeah, if you're, if you're going to go out, if you're going to kill yourself, definitely do it that way. So Wow. <laughs> all right. Good to know. Good to know. The things you learn on this podcast. Yeah. Say. <laughs> Thank you, Laura. No, you're quite welcome. I have all the ways to get cardiac arrest. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> what? Mm. I guess the, the other question that I have then is of the of the new stuff and I guess maybe of the returning stuff. Uh, what are this and, and you ask you answer this a little bit with Fuku. What are the sucker bets? Because I've always thought Shake Shack was personally. Yeah, like I'm not enthused by Shake Shack. You know, I feel I feel like I know everybody loves Pat Lafrida, but I feel like some of the newer stuff they were coming out with was like a little bit dry, and I wasn't like super into it. What, what did I try? I tried like the sliced ribeye and I don't know if it was because I was under a heat lamp for forever, but it was like, you know, there wasn't, there wasn't anything there. Um, I didn't love sweet chick at all. Like, I feel like everybody goes to sweet chick, but it was like, again, super duper sweet, even sweeter, even than the donut guys, like the donut and chicken guys. So I was like, all right, so we're going to have this chicken sandwich. Uh, they, they came up with the sweet chili fried chicken sandwich and it, it had like the citrus lime aioli, which is already kind of sweet. And then this, this glaze on top of that and kind of like almost a brioche bun. Oh, I, I just was not feeling it. Yeah, it doesn't. No. It sounds like a lot of things that are fine, but not together. Right. Yeah. I, I just, and again, it, it's, there's no accounting for taste. There's definitely going to be somebody who's like, yes, drench all my chicken and sugar. That's what I want to eat. But I am not that person. <laughs> 
I'm not is there any um, story behind McFadden's now being known as uh, the K Zone? I have no idea. I just I, like I was I just came back from vacation, so I saw that on my phone and saw everyone was super excited. Um, <laughs> I, you know, all I know from McFadden's is that when I was finished with work at like midnight or one, it was still like hopping. Um, so hopefully yeah. bring that back because I felt like the brewery thing that they had over there, it was fine. It was great. Um, I didn't really get a chance to, I only went once because I'm otherwise working. Um, right. but it didn't have that sort of like same vibe that McFadden's used to have. Like it, it was more celebratory, um, McFadden's. So hopefully the cake corner has that because I like fun and I enjoy other people to have fun. And sometimes my friends come to Met Games and I want them to enjoy it. Interesting. Wanting nice things for your friends. I know. I don't know what's wrong with me. Terrible people. (laughs) Uh, Is McFadden gone altogether like as a thing or just the city field? I don't, I mean, it's hard to tell because there are definitely bars in the city called McFadden's. I just feel like that's a very yeah. cool bar name. I'm trying to, I think, because that McFadden's is like a quasi chain, right? They're, they had like an Atlantic City thing and a Philly thing. And a, uh, I'm pretty sure the reason that it's important to me is because there's a, also a McFadden's um, in Pittsburgh, either in the Pirate Stadium or in the Steelers Stadium across the way. Either way, I was getting lunch there before doing a Pirates. Uh, just when the Pirates were in the playoffs, um, when they were good for that brief fleeting moment, uh, I was doing a story on them and hit my one career uh, hole in one on Golden Tee in the Pittsburgh McFadden's. Um, so I hope it's still there. Um, I'm looking at the signage of the various McFadden's right now, and. Um yeah, they all look pretty similar, but that, I don't. Think, I, that's not enough for me to make a designation. Um, there was one on Second Avenue in Manhattan that's permanently closed. There was uh, one in Midtown too, right? There's one in Kansas City. But I assume the one in Missouri. I don't know why I assume that, but McFadden's NYC has an Instagram account. Kansas City, Kansas is uh, Kansas City, Kansas might as well be like not West New York, New Jersey, but like. Yeah. It's not even Newark in comparison to Kansas City, Missouri. In 2015, I was uh, I was booking stuff uh, dependent on whether you know who who the Mets were going to play in the playoffs and whatever, and and the Yankees too. And I'm doing my various flights, and I'm about to book Kansas City, and someone just stops me, and they're like, "By the way, you know it's in Missouri, right?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Excuse me." I, no I, I stayed in Kansas during that World Series, personally. But I, I just, it was wild to me that I was planning in my mind to go to the wrong state. It was just, whatever. Could have kind of had a beer with me on the Kansas side of the river. Yeah. Delightful. It's, it's right there. I would have been fine, but I just, it blew yeah. my mind. Hey, OB. It, uh, it really is a, a nothing kind of city. Oh, hey. Yeah, he's a good boy. He's been chill. That's why I've been taking photos like this whole time because he's just been nestled in my arm. Oh. oh, I was trying to get my boyfriend's cat to come in here, but I think she's, uh, I think she's decided she doesn't want to be on the podcast. We'll have to try another day. Scooter is sleeping for this podcast. Uh, you're, over the, here. you're, you're the only podcasting cat today. Uh, Huffman is around somewhere. Um, I don't know. The the doors haven't opened, so both Puffin and Yuki 
uh, the cat and dog are somewhere, but not accounted for by my eyes at this moment. We break from that animal interlude to uh, return to talking about uh, dog and cat food, um, which is uh, what I believe they serve in the Yankee Stadium upper deck. But <laughs> it's a joke. Man, that is a that state that really that. I wouldn't stray, like, talk about getting a hot dog and a beer. I don't want to stray beyond a hot dog and a beer in that place most of the time. It all looks just gross all the time. Yeah, the 99 burger was actually pretty good, but they're only going to make 99 of them. Um, and then they had um, the City Winery Burger, which was awesome. It was like a garlic herb spread with arugula. It's very fancy. Um, and so I was like, okay, that, that, could be, that could be something at, at Yankee Stadium. Good for them. What they only make ninety nine of the ninety nine burger, right? So, because everybody loves marketing, they're making like this Wagyu beef ninety nine burger. They only make ninety nine per game, and they are of course nineteen ninety nine. So it's kind of that false scarcity thing, but it is it is a really good burger. Right? Is that an Aaron Judge thing? Yeah, I've never heard in my life. Yeah. Does he wear ninety nine or something? I've heard. I've heard he does. Mm-hmm. I fully thought that you were going to say that it cost $99. And I was like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. That, yeah. yeah. I was like, because the minute I hear Wagyu, at least it was American Wagyu, but the minute I heard that, I'm like, they're only making 99 of them. This thing's going to be 100 bucks. And someone's going to pay yeah. for it. Yeah. Yeah. 99 people will pay for it. Absolutely. At a Yankee game, mm-hmm. you put that down on the field level, you will absolutely get 99 people and a line of disappointed idiots who As, don't yep. get it. It reminds yep. me of the development. It's like, it's a banana, Michael. How much could it cost? $10? Yeah, 100%. These people are like, that's a reasonable price for a, for a burger. I will say, though, like when I'm in a stadium or if I'm in the airport, like money has no value at all. I will pay like $37 for a sandwich. I'm like, this is the way it is. Well, it's uh, like you're it's buying so eggs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, I like, flew home last weekend and I fully experienced that like in the airport. I like went of course into the like little, you know, Hudson news or whatever. And I buy like a water bottle, a granola bar, some chips. And they're like, that's $37. And I'm like, that's reasonable. Thank you. I got, yeah, I was in the airport today and I got a couple sandwiches uh, and I was in the South. So I wanted to get a hot sauce, some hot sauce, two sandwiches, a mug and a bottle of water. And I guess I wasn't thinking. I just hand over my credit card. She's like, that'll be $76. I'm like, what? <laughs> so I'm bad with money. <laughs> That's almost $4.99 burgers. <laughs> it's almost $4.99. Yeah. It should have been only like part of one ninety nine burger if they had played this correctly. Absolutely. It's not even a good joke. <sighs> I I'm I really am stunned by this nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, we're we're sitting here thinking people, the Yankees are the Yankees are leaving money on the table. I don't know. Maybe they should have just gotten the you know the real deal Wagyu beef and then charged the ninety nine bucks. Steve Cohen would never. Exactly. Hal Steinbrenner absolutely would charging his players for Wi Fi cheap ass son of a bitch. So funny. That Wi Fi story was so funny. That was perfect. <laughs> perfect. That's hang on them forever now. That's that's so great too. Like, do you think they're going to change it now? I would hope so. I mean, it doesn't matter. 
either that or everybody's got to have like Michael King's sister's phone number or something. That's what they bring you <laughs> mobile. And I walk around the city with a, you know, I turn on my phone and like I'll, you know, work outside using my personal hotspot and the great, like that to me is like my dream, like growing up was like to, and I'm, I'm not there yet. Um, live in Hawaii and spend my days on the beach with the time difference. The afternoon is when the night games are and just have some kind of radio that was capable of beaming me those games on the beach. That technology is here now. I could even watch the game because I have, you know, the, the hotspot and I could bring a laptop with me and, or just watching my phone. Um, so all I have to do now is uh, get fabulously wealthy and um, and move to Hawaii. I don't even really have to get fabulously wealthy. I just have to uh, move to Hawaii and uh, convince my family to go with me. Getting a family in this was uh, maybe a questionable decision, but I love them, so eh, I'll live with that. Okay. Uh, Roger, I, too, want to live in a Corona here? ad. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, me three. So, Corona ad dream, Newmark and Lewis nightmare. Um, having, I, I will once again post. Everybody needs to know about the dystopian future that we now live in. That was predicted by uh, Newmark and Lewis, promising to always beat the competition because Dick Lewis was watching. Creepy ass man with his face in a billboard in Times Square, and it says Dick Lewis is watching. And, like, there are signs all over the city that say Dick Lewis is watching. And people are singing about it and they're happy. And, like, everybody's celebrating that Dick Lewis is watching. Because apparently he's safeguarding electronics prices. Perhaps against the devious and mischievous Crazy Eddie, who, you know, you know was in prison. So there is that. But, um, yeah, Dick Lewis uh, haunted my dreams. As a child, uh, far more so than uh, Vince Coleman or Todd Worrell or anybody like that. So Dick Lewis isn't Richard Lewis, the comedian, right? Very different. Very different. Uh, okay. Very, very different. And since since this is a, a New York, uh, and almost all New York, so he is not in New York right now. Uh, Laura, I don't know. And, and Roger, I didn't ask where you are either. You might not I'm be in New York. I know that you the void. The yeah. void. <laughs> I'm in That's where, I live where every too. other sports reporter lives. <laughs> I'm in Brooklyn. I'm in Queens. Yeah, I run into so many of them. I'm like, oh, you live here too. Wonderful. I'm going to pretend I didn't see you. <laughs> Just keep running. <laughs> I'm in the little known borough of Washington, D.C., ladies and gentlemen. Oh. Do you guys have the cherry blossoms yet? Is it too early? No, it's it, it was like peak bloom last weekend. So, you know, terrible traffic. They were very beautiful, though. And then, the, and then they all wilt and die. And it's there's a metaphor there. It's quite sad. It happens very fast. It does. So. Jesse just sent a YouTube link of a Newmarket Lewis commercial. And it starts with an ad for Succession, which we were talking about earlier. Mm, talking mine about starts with an show. ad for the, like, expensive face moisturizer I'm addicted to and already purchased. So if they could just take that note, that'd be great. Yeah. Dick Lewis is watching. Why? Stop watching me. Absolutely terrifying. That is, that is pretty Orwellian. 
This is scary. Uh, mm-hmm. People are dancing, which is strange. Which makes it worse. Like, why are <laughs> these people so happy in this place where Dick Lewis is watching? <laughs> Look at me, Dick Lewis. I could dance. I have no yeah, idea. Does have some pretty good moves on those roller skates. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, so it, it, that was a nightmare, and that and um, live at Five Anchor, Jack Cafferty uh, delivering the local news on WNBC about uh, how I had been bad in school that day on a segment called Behavioral Report. Is that true? Or, that, uh, you know, Jesse Specter was bad at school I was today. Never. Never featured for being bad at school on the five o'clock news okay. on Channel Four. But that um, was the thing that that happened. Yeah. What? No, it was it was the thing that happened that I dreamed it. Oh. Okay. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I'm so confused. Uh, I. Uh, that's, that's the I kind of Brett- import that like the local news had in life in in the time when I was a child. I uh, I met Brent Musburger uh, at a Sorry. St. John's game at Madison Square Garden when I was like five or six, and I saw him get in the ele- get in an elevator, and as the doors were closing, he said, "Hello, young man," and I cried so hard, <laughs> it scared me. And then uh, he was bro- the next time he was broadcasting some sporting event that I was watching, I was scared that he would bring me up, <laughs> like. And there's this crybaby out there, you know. But he never did, to his credit. Uh, he kept it profesh. So <laughs> he was too busy ogling way younger women in, uh, in the stands out there, right? And you know, uh, yeah, yeah, and being racist. Oh, okay. I was going to make a gambling reference too, but uh, oh yeah, he did that too for for yeah. crown right there. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> Childhood memories. <laughs> that is something that, like, we're all just a little bit messed up. Yeah, that is a story that I feel like Keith would tell. Like, while the Mets were down like thirteen to four, he would be like, <laughs> "You know, care." I was coming up here and I said hello to this kid, and he immediately <laughs> burst right. out crying at me, like. Wait, what have I done to be so scary? Am I scary, Gare? No, Keith, no. <laughs> <laughs> Who could be afraid of no. you, Keith? You're Keith Fernandez. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> no, Keith, no. no you're, you're absolutely right. Keith Fernandez would bring that up. <laughs> It doesn't have to be a blowout either. <laughs> no, I was going to say, that could, that could be like the third inning. One no. <laughs> it's like Max Scherzer throwing a no-hitter, and he's like, you know what happened today, Gare? <laughs> I mean, it's a great story, so I, I wouldn't fault him. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'll never forget Johan Santana. He's about to uh, go up to the mound in the ninth inning of his no-hitter, and um, – Gary Cohen said uh, he's about to try to do what no man has done before. And then Keith said, beam me up, Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> and that's forever <laughs> a part of that. No shirts yet. <laughs> like four people will get it and it'll be worth it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. 
Yeah, I remember when he was on the um, the Fox crew during the 2017 playoffs, and they didn't get any of his references, but they all pretended and laughed, and I felt <laughs> bad for him. A Rod and David Ortiz laughing at uh, you know, cartoon references from the 1960s like that. There's no way, no way they know what he's talking about. And they're missing out. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to be back with uh, the absolute freaks. <laughs> At SNY. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, John's had a whole off season to work on new tricks, and, and tricks is—they're not tricks; they're illusion. They're they're uh, not <laughs> it's illusion, an illusion, Michael. They're, they're Their professional art is uh, what they tools are. that he uses as a uh, as a director of the SNY broadcast. Um. Yeah, I, oh, whole new year. Can't wait to like, yeah, you know, all like the new things that they were dropping on us last year. Mm-hmm. Um, the Kill Bill Siren. Yeah. <laughs> the Kill Bill Siren. Unfortunately, like a lot of the innovations were related to Edward Diaz. I which know. I guess he yeah, it wouldn't be the same if he did that with Adam Adovino. Like the what is that? Wizard- what he comes out to a decent song, right? He yeah. comes out to Kid Cudi, doesn't he? Doesn't he come out to like Day and Night by Kid Cudi? You might have to switch it up. <laughs> That's an old one. That's an oldie but goodie. Uh, according no, to Mets, I guess it could work if he does the the what what Diaz last year. He did black and white until he he left the um, the bullpen and then it went to color. So Day and Night that would work. How did I think of it? Just Automino give me two bars to go. Three ideas. Yeah, yeah, no. Him and him and David Robertson are going to have to bring it with their entrance songs. Um, I think we're all underestimating Drew Smith here. Oh, Addy, we were just waiting for you to bring him up. I feel like he comes out to something southern. I don't know why I can't remember any of these. Wait, so Jesse, uh, did you look up what their walkout songs are? Yeah, I, I'm on Mets.com, and I have this is last year's because it still has even JD Davis on it. Um, so this has not been updated. Wow. It has J.D. Davis and also Michael Gibbons. Colin Holderman's mm-hmm. still here. Wow. Holderman's forever. Chris Bassett My is... worst enemy was Colin Holderman's song. Chris Bassett <laughs> came out to Bubba Sparks. <laughs> Deliverance. You know, and, great. and I just... Obviously, Mark Canna coming out to Paper Planes by MIA. Yeah. I Oh, that was top tier. That was oh. so good. Drew Smith, uh, it says here, his walk-up music, Electric Feel by MGMT. Seth Lugo coming out to Megadeth. That, that was great. <laughs> uh, okay, I have been depressing myself. My favorite myself. all-time Met walk-up song, though, was TJ Rivera with Uptown Baby. Yeah. Oh. I think we that in the stadium. And Keith was like, what is this song? <laughs> <laughs> I when, um, when Michael Conforto first came up, he came up to uh, the hills by the weekend, and I'm like, oh, something's wrong. With his personal life, I hope he's okay. <laughs> Todd walk up like drove me insane. Like, what was reason, it? Oh, it was like fly me to the moon. And so oh. he was on the Yankees. He would come up, and I'm just like, I can't do this. I can't listen to fly me to the moon one more time. <laughs> fly me to the freaking moon already. Let's go. <laughs> I have been really obsessed with listening to Simple Man. Uh, oh. Just to a lot of myself um it's such a good song and every time i'm like oh oh 
And then I'm like, you know what? I don't want to deal with that energy anymore. But anyway, I'm kind of going through it again on that front, I will say. Yeah, it's... That and Narco is kind of triggering for me, so... Narco, I fully am skipping. I can't. I can't hear it. (laughs) Although, Edwin Diaz, uh, today, as we record this, was on the the Instagram.com. I'm checking a Phillies website, and they said David Robertson's song is Sweet Home Alabama by Leonard Skinner. That has been since since he was on the Yankees. Well, there you go. I'm not going to pump anybody up. (laughs) In Birmingham, they love the governor. We could all go boo, boo, boo. (laughs) So here is Edwin. Get Diaz and have him come up to Narco. It's an uh, Instagram story. It says, I'm good. Three prayer emojis and a heart. The trumpets will be back soon. There he is. Oh, Our guy. He, he gave you know, Kodai Senga his glove or something today. He gave something oh. to Kodai Senga. Yeah, it was really sweet. Oh, he gave him, well, just it was to... he gave him cleats. Yeah, cleats. Yeah. I knew it was something baseball related. Just to, you know, have a terrible heartbreak waiting for me at the end of the season. I've obviously convinced myself that Edwin Diaz is coming back this year in the playoffs and we're winning the World Series. So Okay. <laughs> so everybody's yeah. excited. I mean without him, I do need to revise my earlier prediction of the Mets going one sixty two and oh mm. um I'm gonna have to go with one sixty one and one now. They're, they're yeah. gonna drop one. They might um, lose having, one game. Having lost the yeah, three I love that I know this off the top of my head. He had like a three point one war last year. So might have okay. to drop him three. Uh, <laughs> all right, one fifty nine and three. Um uh, no, but they've they've they got better than replacement level to come back. I'm sticking with 161 and one because uh, also Buck is an excellent manager. And Drew yeah. Smith, this is his year. Yes, I can feel exactly. it. Um, Laura, I do want to ask your professional opinion here. Um, how are the vibes? The vibes for the 2023 mm-hmm. Mets. Like you want to know, so I didn't get a chance to go to spring training today. This this year, rather. So I can't tell you what the vibes are from being there in person. Um, they seem to be pretty good. You know, t- just talking to my coworkers, it looks like Pete Alonso's super locked in. Um, just you know, very serious, like taking it, taking it with that sort of Jeff McNeil intensity. Um, mm. So I, McNeil I think it's a really good sign. That's really intense. Yeah, and I, I, I'm looking for. I'm just looking forward to getting in there, and and, and kind of seeing everybody interact. As I also feel like the clubhouse is going to be a little bit different without like Jacob Degrom there, um, and kind of like Verlander kind of in that spot instead, just because Verlander has such an outgoing personality. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, I can report back on the vibes. <laughs> well, Steve Cohen liked the vibes, right? Is that why you asked? Jesse. Well, I ask because I'm generally interested in vibes. Did oh, Steve okay. Cohen say something about the vibes? He, he, he's happy with if he's happy with the vibes. I'm happy with the vibes as well. Uh, yeah. I, I'd also be really, really happy. Yeah, yeah. Vibes, the vibes last year were like such a strong point, and it's like something that you cannot pick up through spring training uh, highlights because I have not. I could not bring myself to watch any Grapefruit League action more than like an inning. Um, yeah. It's hard enough in a normal year 
if I was watching baseball this month, I was watching more baseball classes. Let's be real. Uh, so uh, what Steve Cohen should do, though, Arizona Ice Tea is a perfect complement. I'm holding it up. You can see, like Arizona executives, if you get the recording of this video that we're not even making because we just uh, we show the video to ourselves so that we can pick up visual cues, uh, but we just record the audio. I'm, I'm holding this beautifully and, until I scratch my face there and now I'm waving my hands around. Anyway, Arizona iced tea should be at the ballpark and sold for 99 cents just as as a show of goodwill. That like, yeah, we know we're charging you. I mean, just, just like the Yankees are charging you only $20 for a $100 burger this year. They're giving an 80% discount to 99 lucky fans per game on what should by all rights be a $99 burger, except that they're cheaping out on the stupid American beef. Uh, have like, have the thing that's like, we get it. You're paying a gajillion dollars uh, for your entire experience here to people who mostly already have a gajillion dollars. And in the Mets case, uh, gajillions and gajillions of dollars. Uh, Steve can take the hit for a few hundred thou a year on on the Arizona iced teas. Uh, I don't think that it's that big of a deal. I think that would engender a lot of goodwill. The positive press, the earned press off of that would be uh, tremendous. It's a local company, as we know. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to keep uh, sticking my nose where it has not been invited and uh, almost certainly does not belong. Uh, and try to make this Arizona-Mets partnership a thing. Um, Arizona has never given you fake facts, unlike uh, certain other local beverage corporations who have uh, at times let us down um, and who were at times featured uh, featured prominently on the show of a certain guy who might have tanked the entire season, both last year and this year. I'm not going to say his name again. He knows who he is. He knows that he can meet New York by Flushing Bay if he wants an ass-kicking. That's right. That's right. Wow, harsh words. That offer still stands, Jerry. I really, I really want this dream for you. This Arizona, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Arizona or the pushing Jerry Seinfeld into Flushing Bay for uh, ruining you know, as, a, as a professional newspaper man. I can't promote any sort of violence. <laughs> but well, you can't. Like you're always rooting for a story, right? I mean, it's it's. True. If it bleeds, it leads. But no, I, can't. I, can't. I need this job. I have a cat to feed. I don't want to make him bleed. I just want to push him into the bay and let the bay take care of the rest. Okay. Well, it won't lead then. Spectre to Seinfeld, drop dead. There's your headline. Not saying that. <laughs> Not saying that. Just saying what the what Gerald the Ford judge didn't say it either. He's a very bad person. <laughs> Okay. I've never had an Arizona iced tea. Is that a bad time to bring that up? <laughs> you should. Yeah, uh, they're very good in there, 99 cents. Times, but they're only 99 cents. I know, but, you Did know. you grow up in New York? I feel like yes. every kid, like, went to school with a big thing of Arizona iced tea. Because it's 99 cents, and that's <laughs> an amount of money that kids have. Right. I would, I would, uh, I, when I was a young lad, I had very fine orange juice, and then... I graduated a soda, so I was a soda guy for a long time. It is and, uh, only inflation-resistant, like product. It, abs- it absolutely is. I, 
I guess I was upper class and didn't even know it. I, I, <laughs> you with your fancy. We have talked I, about these. I splurged on Coca Cola. Yeah. Look at this guy with his one dollar twenty nine cents. Flaunting <laughs> <laughs> his extra thirty cents. This guy. This guy. Look at Danny Dimes over here. But he's had a ninety nine burger in his life. This. He got that Steve Cohen Pepsi money. <laughs> I, I, I do have a question for you. How many ounces are in your can of Arizona today? This is a. F- this is what I think of as a regular full one. Twenty three yeah. ounces. All right, you got a twenty three. Uh, this is a twenty two, and I have noticed that um, certain of the Arizona cans, despite they all used to be twenty four, and that is where Arizona has not been replaced. Proof we've talked about this uh, before. We don't yeah, mind yeah, keeping it yeah. at the right price. Um, what confuses me is. Why are they having some of the drinks be 22 ounces and some of the drinks be 23? Is that it that is all really of odd. the drinks are 22 and a half ounces? Or does it have something to do with like pressurization or that with certain fruit juices, you need to leave a little bit of air in the can or something? Because it's fluid ounces. I think all the cans are the same size. You sure I think they bit? are. Maybe hmm. it's measured differently in DC. I them until I get blocked. Yeah, that's true. And then Twitter will be gone anyway. They they won't even be verified. I can become Arizona iced tea for the cost of eight Arizona iced teas. Hmm. Plus another eight cents. And my soul. Well, if you're verified now, you should like use the status in its waning days and just spam Arizona. <laughs> just be like, that's, right, that's my blue check. It's like yes, the get, get in Arizona's blue check tab. They've definitely muted me by now. Not a chance that they haven't. This reminds me of the time where, like, I emailed Pepperidge Farm, and I was like, bring back your buffalo um, goldfish. They used to have buffalo goldfish, and they very kindly emailed me back. Buffalo goldfish. And uh, they were like, there is no plan, and I was heartbroken. That is the thing I did as an adult, as an adult human. I love goldfish, though. I I yeah, wow. I like the pizza-flavored goldfish. That was good. We love goldfish. Goldfish are great. Say, yum, yum, yum. I want some yum, right now. Yum, I hope there are some left. They yum, make like yum, the buffalo yum, goldfish, yum, the puffs, yum. but those just aren't as good as like the regular crackers. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Goldfish puffs. Yeah, they're like they're, ugh. man, they're they're just a disappointment, is what they are. They they got fugu goldfish now. What the hell is going on? I don't know, but all I know is that those those buffalo goldfish sustained me when I worked at Toys R Us. And I am heartbroken that they are not on shelves right now. When did you work at Toys R Us? Uh, when I was, what, what era? Yeah, when I was in college. So like 19, 20 years old, um, driving my 1992 Chevy Lumina to work <laughs> and praying that the car that I bought for like $1,000 would stay alive. You were a Toys R Us kid. I was a Toys R Us kid. I had, I never I, felt like, I had as much power as when I was in charge of the video games and you would swing this lanyard around and open up like the Xbox case and be like, Oh, you want an Xbox? Xbox, huh? Yeah. I can get you the Xbox. Is there a toy or game that you have a special affinity or dislike for as a result of your time at, at Toys R Us? Like for my summer as a DJ uh, and Mo Money Mo Problems finally came in my last shift of the summer after people have been requesting it all summer long. I love that song forever now. Um, well, I was there at like the height of like the Wii phenomena. 
So I really hate those little wee me's, those little like avatars. They creep me out. <laughs> um, however, I did love Paper Mario. Um, I forget what game it was. It, it was one of the Zeldas that the first Zeldas that came out um, for for Wii, and that that was awesome. You mentioned those characters. I was in Brooklyn the other day on uh, work kind of outing, and I passed by a church. And the church is, you know, their their board said um, dry bones will rise again, and I thought. That is a weirdly specific uh, Mario Kart reference. Uh, nobody even really plays as Dry Bones. And I'm going directly to hell uh, for even thinking this. And that's why I'm not really worried about um, my soul in this case uh, mm-hmm. with the Arizona because it's freaking doomed. Maybe it's survival. I, I, I was a terrible person in, in my 20s. Yelled awful things at people in sports stadiums that are... Uh, <laughs> You're having an existential crisis, uh, which my friend recently has rebranded as an existential adventure. So enjoy your existential adventure. Uh, Five Hail Marys and you'll be fine, my son. That is what you get two or three times a week on Willis Pod is an existential adventure. (laughs) Absolutely. I was like, I'm stealing. Daddy's here for it. I'm always on an existential adventure. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say like, that Dry Bones was uh, probably a viral marketing thing for the Super Mario Bros. movie that's coming yeah. out. Yeah. That wasn't worth I was, it. Uh, I was waiting five minutes to say that. That was not worth it at all. No, Sorry. it was worth it because yeah. I, I want to come back to viral marketing of the Super Mario Bros. movie because I was also in the, the Columbus Circle uh, underground mall that they have there. My first time back in there since the pandemic. And uh, since the pandemic started, still going. Still making my life shitty. Uh, still making other people's lives way shittier. Uh, uh, but yeah, in there they've got the uh, the, the Lush uh, body wash store, and Lush is selling um, things related to the Super Mario movie. Um, they have uh, four character uh, items that that I saw on display, in addition to a a gold coin soap and a question mark box uh, combo soap and bath bomb. I would like you to guess if you could uh, which characters, which are the four characters represented in Lush's line of Super Mario Brothers movie body care products. Uh, Peach. Mm-hmm. Peach is one. Toad. Toad is incorrect. <sighs> or at least Toad was. Toad may be part of the line, but Toad was not one of the four that was on this display table. Then it's bullshit. Ma- <laughs> then it doesn't count. Mario. Mario is there. Luigi. Luigi is there. Luigi was a nice apple scent. The only one that I particularly oh. liked. Mm. Princess. Bowser. Bowser was the fourth one. Bowser. Wow. He's a jerk. I, I could see that. Bowser's shower jelly. Ugh. Okay, I, I don't like the, the term shower jelly. It's, I'm right there with you. Mm-mm. Um, I, do, I do picture that if Bowser is taking a personal hygiene in any kind of seriousness at all, um, that it's going to be with some kind of nasty goo. 
I get uh, it. However, um, yeah, I, I just, of all the Mario characters, the smelly villain lizard, like, I think he's smelly. I just feel like there is, there, there's such a strong Bowser contingent that they couldn't let that go. Is there really a Bowser hot? Are they going to come after me? Yeah, definitely, <laughs> like, teenagers walk around with, like, Bowser backpacks and things like that. Hmm. Yeah. Everybody wants to be the anti-hero now. I will say... Thanks, I Taylor Swift. I was home for the holidays. The holidays. My sister's birthday. A family holiday, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I was playing Mario Kart with my sisters, and my I like to play with Peach, and my little sister told me that Peach is the worst character in Mario Kart and that she's the Taylor Swift. My sister hates Taylor Swift. The Taylor Swift. I know. Believe me. I love Taylor Swift. I don't want to get into it. I got into it with them a lot. They don't understand. And that Peach is the Taylor Swift of the Mario Kart universe. And I was kind of shocked by that assessment. My sister's 18, if that gives you any background Mm. on what the kids think, I guess. That's essentially what she... What'd you say? I Called Peach a pick, a pick Me. Literally, yes. Literally. That's, like, that's exactly. Yeah. She, I was like, wow, I didn't know. Times. I don't know. I, 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 I was always Yoshi. I don't know who he is in the music world. Oh, I have to ask your sister. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. Someone like super hyper. Just, hmm. Yeah. What Met would Yoshi be? Brandon Nimmo? Masato Yoshi, obviously. But, uh, oh, current Met. Current Met. Mm. Nimmo's a, a good one. Mm. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Let's let's <laughs> think about this as the season goes on. We will we will reconvene. <laughs> you know, one to uh, perhaps Met is a Super Mario character. <laughs> Don't give us yeah. any ideas. Which one's Actually, a Jeff McNeil? But- is I think the most interesting. Laura, there's there's an easy story for you. Um, sure. Just go into the <laughs> yeah. clubhouse one day. And Absolutely. Just go I don't even have to, to do anything. Just, just in a pregame, just ask. Uh, Wait. Which which Mario brother character do, you, do your teammates remind you of? I feel Jeff I feel like obviously Waluigi. I think. I feel like that's a good story in the dog days of summer when there's yeah. stuff going on. You know, it's okay. it that's a actually bit. a pretty good one for um, the early days of spring training. Um, yeah, but those videos like, with like, the will probably take them like twenty minutes to answer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a good scoreboard video. It's also it, it, it's not. I'm saying it's like a, you have your your lane that you've carved out very nicely for yourself, where you're doing stuff. That's the kind of bullshit that I would go do. Uh, Absolutely, that sounds like fun. I quit it. There's a lingering <laughs> mystery that I need to answer. I was covering yeah. uh, Mets um, at, at at the Angels, and their scoreboard had all these weird Escobar facts, and I need to know if they're true. Like he's afraid of cats. Yeah, he is, and um, that is true. And he, I, because um, Team Venezuela, like they brought a cat in, and he was not happy, and he showed uh, he was he showed some scar, I think, from a cat. So there's this whole backstory behind it. Um, maybe you could ask him if you're a lingering cat scar. Was it a cougar? What is going on? I I don't know. Uh, it's a, it's, it's, it's just a mystery upon a mystery. Maybe this year's the year for me. 
Or I finally just asked, yeah. like, what's up yeah. with the captain? Dude, what's with the captain? Like, what's the backstory? My cat walking behind me two minutes ago. No, I think I, I quote tweeted it like, about- oh, an origin story. All right. You know. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Jesse, what? Well, I'm I'm curious. Oh, no, Adrian Beltre was from Dominican. Adrian uh, Beltre was had- afraid of people hit, touching him on the head, which was yes. pretty funny. And I'm wondering if there is, uh, I mean, you know, maybe that's that's where, you know, each country has its own thing. Dominican, uh, great defensive third baseman, scared of being touched on the head. Venezuelan, great defensive third baseman, uh, scared of cats. Perhaps a Colombian, great third baseman, uh, might be scared of uh, marbles. Yeah, I actually pulled up the third. I said a thing I saw in the room. <laughs> it's like, is afraid of cats, but did not let this interfere with his relationship with Diamondback, Diamondback's mascot, Baxter. <laughs> wow i think dj kitty would also get a pass and i need to know like did they ask him specifically like so you and baxter huh what's what's that about so i'd say patrick's day mlb.com wrote the origin of escobar's feline fear is a little hazy though some of his former teammates told the athletic back in 2019 that it's rooted in a childhood incident yeah, I don't, want to, I don't want to dig up trauma or anything like that. Maybe I'll just leave it alone and just keep it to the Baxter-centric questions. All right. Wow. No Pulitzer for you. No. This is, uh, <laughs> you know, this is, this is, I, I, I really do hold back on these guys. It's not – It's not. the Pulitzer is worthless anyway. It's awarded by <laughs> Columbia, which is a trash institution that plays basketball underground. Yeah, but some of us need football. Jesse. All right, I need a really nice coaster, and that would work really well. <laughs> What I was going to say is the award for you is clearly uh, the, the James Beard Award for Outstanding Achievement in Sports. That's, uh, Th- that's where you're headed. There be a James Beard category, you know, like just me and my tweets. That's it. That's the entirety. Yeah. We will get that going. And um, when Allison comes to New York at some point, we will bring her to a game and we'll bring Addie too. And we'll bring Roger. We'll, we'll get the whole game oh, together. Yeah. Um, sure. I'll tell you where to eat. Yeah. Um, exactly. That's what's important. Yeah. That is all very good. This has been uh, an episode of Willits Pod that has not ended so far as we know, fingers crossed, with uh, any Mets getting injured for the oh season. Oh, my God. Uh, but also, to our knowledge, um, that uh, comedian of sorts who just says <laughs> things he's mad about in the world and has for the last 30 years. Uh, he hasn't opened his big fat yap either. So uh, we'll hope that that remains the case. Uh, we will, however, continue to do this show multiple times a week. Uh, and Pot at the Park is coming back. We have our guest for the home opener, uh, whose date remains uh, the same as it was at the start of the show, and which I have since forgotten. I just know that I am going and uh taking that day off from work, whatever day that may be, um, or taking the afternoon off. Or whatever it's it is. April 6th, I believe. It's not my job anymore. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. It is indeed I Thursday, April year. 6th at one ten p.m. You will be there. Yeah. As will I. As will I. There. Yeah. I'll wave to you from the left field stands. Yeah. I'll, I'll be on Twitter if it's still there. Hey. And the Discord, of course. 
Yeah, I'll be on see the, you on the Discord, board. and uh, I'll see we'll see Addie and the Ganymede gals in the Woo! Arizona Ice Tea Fantasy Baseball League, as it were. We did not really talk about that in in this episode. Oh well, uh, another day, Roger. I don't know if if you're playing. Nope, you, I don't playing? play fantasy sports anymore. It makes me mad. It's it's different. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> It's That's different. No, because I, I always I tend to do well in the draft. Nope. I, I, no, I rank one of the highest, and then I always end up near last place. There's too much luck involved. And yes, I know that's sports, but it, it, I take it personally. It's like well, you should on. also know that that this will not be uh, because you've been here for the last hour and eleven minutes and beyond that. Was before we started the show and couldn't figure out how to get it started. You've been here for the last uh, year now. Mm-hmm. Uh, since the very beginning, and and you know that we're not going to do this like a regular fantasy baseball. Well, I'm league. hardest uh, on myself. It's not like you know. I understand that. Yeah, I I too am not playing, and I would love to enlist your services along the way, uh, as I so <laughs> often do, uh, for help. Um, you know, perhaps uh, figuring out ways to make it creative and exciting. Because my goal is, uh, you know, they always say in baseball it's a marathon, not a sprint. Um, this fantasy baseball league is going to be designed primarily to be uh, a fantasy baseball version of the amazing race. And I'm looking forward okay. to doing that. that. Sounds expensive. Uh, <laughs> there will be uh, no travel elements uh, oh. of the game and uh, no money spent on the game, aside from uh, stupid purchases that I make along the way, like uh, the $12 that I spent turned out to be a very smart purchase so far, uh, at least in terms of... Uh, how it's given me a, uh, a release for some of my uh, pent-up aggression at the world over the last uh, couple of weeks of AlabamaTruckNuts.com. <laughs> AlabamaTruckNuts.com. $12 spent by me, a lifetime of uh, saying, fuck Ron DeSantis. Uh, that's, uh, that's our show for today. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Roger. Thank you, Laura. Thank you, Addie. We'll see you all uh, around the internet and around uh, stuff like that. See you guys. Thank you. Good night.